you're listening to Royal Tea, a podcast where we discuss all the latest royal family drama, obsess over Meghan Markle, gossip about love and romance, and just generally live vicariously through their bougie lives. This week, we're going to be talking about so much freaking news, you're not even going to know what to do with yourself. So much news, but to kick things off, Erica, did you have a princess or peasant moment this week? Um, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Even though we do this every week, uh, I did not think about it. Do you have one while I think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be really basic and just cool. bring up my show again. Oh, um, great. It was, did I say on the podcast recently that it was a very good show? Um, I don't know. I don't think I so. I can't remember, but if I didn't, <laughs> I saw it and it was very good. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Um, but I had a princess moment because I got a producer's encore award, and I'm going to be extended. You did? Yeah. You didn't tell me that part. Well, I'm a woman of mystery. Wow. Until we get on the podcast, and then you're just letting it all out. Won't tell your friends things, but you'll tell everyone else things. I know. Brag time. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, yeah. That's my princess moment. Well, my peasant moment is that I just found this out. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third peasant moment I've been responsible for for you. <laughs> um, I really don't know if I had anything happen this week. Maybe that's because I'm such a peasant. No. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Your hair alone makes you a princess. I got my hair trimmed. You did? I need to style it. Oh. No, you don't. Maybe that's beautiful. what I should talk about. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I like that we're just doing this on the fly. <laughs> okay, so, I have been looking for a new person to cut my hair. I went to the same girl forever and ever. And she would always do a dry cut. I don't know if you ever get your hair dry cut. At the very end, they do it. But, like, like a little extra? A little extra, though, like. Yeah, because I have really thick curly hair. I like for them to cut cut it first dry. Right. And the girl that I used to go to would just cut it dry and then she would just style it. Like, I would go in with clean hair, she would cut it dry, she would style it, and then I would be good for a couple days. So I went in to a new person because I've been looking for a new person. And I told her, like, I just want to do a dry cut. Uh, And she's like, oh, do you want me to shampoo it afterwards? And I was like, probably not. Like, it's going to take you a long time to blow dry it. And uh, it's clean, so there's really no need for you to do that. Let's just do a dry cut. Thinking, like, obviously, you will style it. Yeah. And she just, like, did the dry cut and, like, showed me the layers and then was like, okay, cool, and took the apron off. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. That was it? (laughs) That was it. And I was, like, too scared to uh, be like, hey, do you think that you could, like, you know, curl it or flat iron it or put some product or something in it and... Make me feel pretty? Make me feel like I'm paying $75? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was too scared, so I just smiled and went, oh, cool, thanks. And so I haven't styled it yet, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it until I do that, so, you know. I find it very strange that a lot of places charge extra for a blowout when they've cut your hair, because I'm like, no, 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 that's part of it. Yeah, this is... This is all, this is all the same thing. This is one of those places where, like, if you do a blowout, they'll charge you extra, which is another reason why I'm always like, I can come in with clean dry hair. Like, it's supposed to be haircut and styling, you know? Yes. You're supposed to style it. Yeah. I've never, Yeah. It's crazy to me. I, is the, I feel like that's an L.A. thing. It probably is. Because I've never had to book and pay for that separately, separately in another city. Yeah. I mean, 
I like it, and I mean, not that I like it, but I kind of like it because it always takes people so long to blow dry my hair that sometimes I don't want to, you know, deal with that whole long booking situation. But it does look good when somebody does it, but yeah. I'd rather just go in and have them style it. I don't feel like that's a crazy thing to ask for. I don't think so either. Though sometimes I don't like how people style my hair. I agree. I would rather just have someone do it. Like, yes, I paid the fair. money for it. Even if I don't like it, I do it. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I understand that. Anyway, All should right. we get into the news? We definitely should. Okay, first things first. You remember Meghan Markle's infamous baby shower? How can I forget? <laughs> uh, organized by the lovely Serena Williams. Yeah. Flowing in, private jet by a mall, cleaning. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Real peasant moment for her. Did you know that that baby shower cost $200,000? I don't think I knew the exact amount. I figured it must be pretty expensive because just renting that hotel alone would have been... Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. $200,000 is crazy. Uh, yeah. That's a house in a lot of cities in America. <laughs> Literally. Like a beautiful house. A beautiful space. Not in LA. Not in LA. <laughs> not in New York. But uh, in other places. In a lot of other places. That's a very good and kind of sad point. Well, apparently... I mean, I'm not judging her for it. All of them are rich and they should spend $200,000 on a baby shower. But apparently, Meghan Markle knows her baby shower was controversial, and she does not regret it. It kind of makes me like her more. She's like, oh, well. (laughs) I agree. When I read that, I was like, yeah, girl, don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is your life. Live it. Live it. Have that baby shower. Apparently, one reason why people were so mad, uh, which I guess I didn't think about this, is that um, a former Royal Press spokesperson uh, had previously implied that it wasn't well received in the UK because baby showers are more of an American thing. I guess they just don't do them in the U- in the UK. Did you know that? I didn't know that. But... Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't understand why somebody's doing something, that would make it more annoying. You know what drives me crazy, though? I feel like we keep hearing these stories about people who are, like, frustrated that she keeps doing things in an American way. Right. I think that's kind of like the outsider thing. you got to remember, this is probably an entire country full of little girls who grew up thinking, like... It happened to Kate or, you know, it happened to, like, maybe I'll be princess one day. And then an American comes in and gets what they've all been dreaming of. So I feel like they're being extra critical. I understand that. But, like, she is American. Like, stop expecting her to do everything exactly the way that you do it. Right. But, I mean, it's the same way people are like, you're in America, learn English. Like, it's the same And that's bullshit also. It's also (laughs) bullshit. But I'm saying, like, it's a prevalent feeling. I think people just are rude about... I think people need to chill the hell out. Differences. Let her live her life. She probably spent her whole life thinking about, like, what her baby shower would be like. Let her have it. She got the money. She's fully living the dream, so... (laughs) Um... 
Next up, my least favorite person. Actually, I don't know if I can say that because I hate a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) One of my least favorite people, Piers Morgan. A true uh, garbage person. He just, like, does not stop talking about Meghan Markle. He had, like, one drink with her, and he is going to be milking that till the end of time. Wait, he had one drink with her? Yes, she, like, met up for a drink with him before she went on a date with Harry. Oh. And he has not stopped talking about it. Why did she meet up with him for a drink? He, like, slipped into her, like... Wait... He, like, sent her a message or something and was like, I'm a big fan. And she was like, I'm a big fan of you. Or I don't know how it happened. Was he trying to date her? No, no, no. I think it was, I don't think, I mean, maybe he was. I don't think so. Who knows with Chris Morgan. I cannot stand him. I think he is a terrible person who can't stop talking and he never has anything good to say. No. Nothing of value. Nothing of... And goes after, like, young women like Ariana Grande and Meghan Markle. Anyway. Oh, God, I cannot stand him. But anyway, um, this week he just was getting slammed by Meghan Markle fans because of all of the hate he was spreading, saying things about Meghan Markle, like comparing her to Kim Kardashian. How is that even a valid comparison in any way? Don't get me wrong. I like Kim Kardashian. Right. But how would you put them in the same bucket in any way, shape, or form? Because his whole narrative with Megan, and I don't agree with this, but this is like what he's repeatedly saying, is that she's just in it for the fame, that the second she met Harry, she wouldn't return any of his texts, and he's just like a bitter dude. God. Who like, she's not responding to his emojis anymore. He's oh sad. Gosh, stop. <laughs> Sorry, Pierce. Um, she met a prince. She met a prince. And, uh, yeah, so apparently he had a bunch of stuff to say about her, like that she dumped her father, which we all know is not true. Her father has some probably, I don't know. I feel bad almost talking. There's got to be something else going on. He's got something going on. We don't know what it is, but he also blasted her for spending $3 million on her home renovation. How do you feel about that? I mean, I actually ended up talking to Seth about it this week and was kind of like, the thing is, as we've discussed on the show before, they give so much more back to the country in revenue than they spend. So who cares? I'm also thinking like, so one, Frogmore is open to the public. It is? During certain months, you can go and like have tea at Frogmore. Oh my gosh. Live we episode. We to do a live episode. Um, but like, so part of me is like, okay, well, how much of that went to like just even upgrading things that are going to be accessed by the public? Oh, that's a good point. So even if it wasn't, so let's pretend none of it was. So one, I think probably some of it did go to that. But even if none of it did, it's a, isn't it like it's an old home. And they had to do rewiring and plumbing, yeah. and none of that is cheap. And Here's it's, Morgan, and he, have you watched Property Brothers? Yeah. These renovations cost money. Right. So I was just like, well, maybe it was extravagant, but also just those basic things that need to be done to make a home livable and to keep... Like, if we were thinking... Okay, think about the um, Paris, like the Eiffel, or, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, everybody's thinking about that, rightly so, as like a heritage site in a way yeah you know what I mean yeah 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 well like all of these royal if we're gonna do that 
And, like, let's not get into the politics of okay, that versus humans. Let's I'm just letting do. you say what you're going to say. But, like, if if their home is a heritage site and people are trying to preserve it for historical purposes, mm-hmm. these things would need to be done anyway. And people spend that amount of money on those things all the time. All the time. And here's the thing. Okay. I just Googled this because I was curious. Apparently, Pierce has an estimated net worth of 13 million pounds. Yeah. Piers, he's fine. You're doing fine. Yeah. Don't be a jealous little grumpy baby. If you want a three million dollar renovation, go for it. Though I will say, apparently, it is believed that he earns about one point five million per year from hosting Good Morning Britain and other TV and newspaper deals. So you know, this is like two years of his salary. So maybe he's just sad. feeling a little sad. Maybe. You know what, Piers? We can't all have a $3 million home renovation. It's fine, though. It's fine. It's a prince and a princess. And like you said, they bring money back into the economy. Way more than they take. I think that's not stated enough, to be honest. Well, we're stating it again on this podcast. (laughs) All right. Let's see. So this article Mm -hmm. says apparently the queen prefers Meghan over Kate Middleton. I like this story for obvious reasons because we're big Megan fans here we are um I think it's interesting though because I would not think that um the queen would have a closer relationship with Megan would you no and I I don't know I don't necessarily think it's closer I think it's more lighthearted. I understand what you're saying but the royal expert that is Uh, reporting on this specifically said that the queen and Kate have a more serious relationship Uh, and she said I'm trying to find you oh she said um, the queen admires Kate tremendously but does not have an intimate relationship with her as they don't have much in common I would think that the queen and Kate have a lot in common I think so too especially given like we've talked about their shared love of photography Mm -hmm. and Kate is going to have the burden of being queen consort someday. Yeah. Um, so you would think that, you know, that's, I mean, what more could you possibly ask for to have in common? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a more serious relationship because Queen Elizabeth has always taken the future of the monarchy very seriously. Yeah. She cares about the Windsor family carrying on right. and surviving. Mm-hmm. And... That burden is going to be on Kate, whereas Meghan and Harry get to, like, play. I guess that's even part of the reason why I feel like this is surprising, though, because I feel like knowing how, I guess, straight-laced and by the book that the Queen is, that she would maybe hold some beef against Meghan for, you know, kind of her loosey-goosey attitude. I guess, but the main thing that apparently this article thinks they have in common is dogs. Right? Megan and... The Queen. They both love dogs. Well, that's one of the things that it says. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well... We should note that uh, it's royal expert Ingrid Seward, who is the editor-in-chief of Majesty Magazine, uh, who is making these claims. Um, it does say that uh, she believes that Megan knows how to make the Queen laugh. Yeah, that's key. I don't know if I would think of Megan as a jokester. No. 
That's one thing that surprises me. How is she making the queen laugh? What's she saying? Hey, lady, love that highlighter suit? (laughs) That's probably exactly (laughs) what she's saying. Um, Though, Megan does strike me as, like, maybe not being, like, maybe we're thinking in terms of comedian. Like, yeah, we have a different standard. We have a different standard. I do think Megan is probably, like, good at giggling with the girls. You know? Oh, that's cute. I see them. I see lots of giggles and cute puppy photos. <laughs> yeah, do you think they're just looking at like puppy slideshows? I really hope so. <laughs> it's my That's dream. Really cute. <laughs> uh, speaking of photography, which you brought up, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but Kate and the Queen both do photography. Mm-hmm. And you know, we should just you know s- s- put this out there that uh. The queen passed down this weird responsibility that is apparently being hailed as a major role to be the new patron of the Royal Photographic Society. Yeah. Is this a role that you would want? Yeah, why not? What does this even do? I think um, you look at (laughs) pictures of cute puppies and you comment on their... Oh my gosh, (laughs) stop. It says that it's a charity which exists to educate members of the public by increasing their knowledge and understanding of photography. I gotta say, I mean, this is not a charity. There is a, a lot of things you could be in charge of in the royal family. This seems like a fun one. So, like, why not? What do you think the odds are that this is a front for, like, a money laundering scandal? Are we now making them part of the mob? Like, How in the world is this a charity? Maybe it's... You're really... I'm going to really stretch here. I'm going to dig it deep. Um, For archival purposes, maybe as an expression of how you see the world and your point of view through your individual lens. I don't... I don't... I don't think that this is what this is. I don't know. I tried. I don't know. (laughs) I think there's pictures being taken. She likes taking pictures. (laughs) I'm trying to poke around on this website and I feel like this is a scam. (laughs) (laughs) Though there are some really cute pictures of Kate taking like photographs with this little kid. I feel like you're really glossing over something that is very weird. This is the thing you're going to like die on a mountain for in weirdness about the royal family? How is this a royal responsibility that needs to be passed down? How is half of the stuff we talk about a royal responsibility that needs to be passed down? (laughs) Of all things, like, why are you hating on photography? Okay, you won me over with that. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I feel like we're really trashing on Kate today, which is kind of making me feel bad. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, I mean, Megan is in hiding. Not in hiding. She's looking after babies on maternity leave. Baby Archie. I was like, what do you know? Um, No, I just started looking at the next thing we were going to talk about. And, you know, I realized that we're being real hard on Kate. But you know what? I don't think this isn't about Kate. Oh. Okay. You tell me why. Okay. So there's an article that said, apparently Camilla thought Kate Middleton was too common for Prince William. Now, before you go on, I want you to say what you said to me when I first pitched this to you. It's interesting that Camilla (laughs) thinks that. (laughs) What do you mean by that? Oh my God. When it comes to basic boring people. Interesting. You feel like Camilla's boring? 
Have we ever talked about her except in passing? I think that she is shrouded in mystery. <laughs> She's just like that woman who trashed everybody's favorite princess, like broke Diana's heart. Oh, I'm not saying that she's a good person or someone we should praise. But I'm saying I don't think she's common. She's just boring. Interesting. I think she's boring. The things that you listed are not boring things, though. They're bad things. They're bad things. But then you look at her. Do you want to sit down for coffee with her? Do you think I would have a great conversation with you? What does this have to do with her looks? It's like... (laughs) What she emanates just makes me think, like, that would be the most torturous cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you, do you ever look at her and think, oh, yeah, she'd be a good time? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if you had a few drinks in her, she looks like she could be someone that you could really get some dirt out of. That's true. You could get a little dirt out of her. Uh, do you think that Kate was too common for a while? Well, she was technically a commoner, which yeah. was the first time anybody had married somebody not of like yeah it's interesting because last week we talked about how philip said that um he told harry that he shouldn't marry an actress yeah it's interesting that these people are getting so uh judgy pants judgy judgy well you know of course i'm sure like these people you know they try to marry them for life it's not like oh well maybe they'll get a divorce in a couple years it's like, I think they kind of want to keep their their families together. They don't want too many divorces to happen. And these yeah. people have immense pressure on them and are going to yeah. be scrutinized. I'm sure there's all sorts of gossip about... I envision when they had girlfriends, there being entire committee meetings about it. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. This next story I love. Right. And I am excited to talk about this one. We need to give Kate a breather. Uh, I love Kate, by the way. You do? I do. I feel like Kate's a little boring. I'm with the queen on this one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Can we rewind for a second before we get to this next story? Yeah. Why? Maybe I'm just uneducated, which I'm sure I am. But why aren't these things, these responsibilities like this photography thing being passed on to Camilla? Isn't she technically the next? Because she basic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> um, I, I kind of think... Do you think they're counting on them never? I don't think there'd be an article about it if they handed it to Camilla. Yeah. I think people... they. I think the Queen knows how much people love Kate and William mm-hmm. and Harry and Meghan. And she's capitalizing on that mm-hmm. to like keep the public loving the royal family. Hmm. And so to give them these big responsibilities is, like, a story. It's something for everyone to talk about. Whereas, like, if she gives it to Camilla and Charles, like, I don't think anybody cares. Hmm. If Philip dies, what happens to Camilla? Does the family still, like, take care of her? Or is she out on the... Do you mean Charles? Philip is Queen Elizabeth's husband. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Charles, I just had a stroke. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I don't think she'd be excommunicated. She wouldn't be queen. Does she have royal responsibilities? I don't know. They'd probably get handed on to somebody else. Slowly. Interesting. I want to see this happen. <laughs> you just want Charles to die to see where his no, responsibilities I just go? <laughs> what would happen? I don't think that's so wrong. 
It's not. It's, um, I'm sure there are people we could ask without deaths happening. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. We should get into this next story because I am actually excited about this. So, uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton mm-hmm. have apparently been talking about what they would do if any of their children came out as gay. And what did they have to say? I love this. So, William was asked this at an event, and he said that they have been giving it some thought recently because other parents... Uh, around them had been talking about it and he said I think you really don't start thinking about that until you're a parent and I think obviously absolutely fine by me if they came out as gay the one thing I'd be worried about is how they particularly the roles the children will fill uh, is how that would be interpreted and seen are you surprised by this I mean what else is he going to say that is such a non-answer I don't think it's a non-answer. He said it would be fine by me. But then went on to say, I just worry. To me, it's like when a parent's like, I'm fine with it, but I just worry what everyone else will think. I hear what you're saying. I don't interpret it that way. I mean, I think he, like, looks at the way that his family is already criticized. Like, his sister-in-law is criticized for every goddamn thing. I can't imagine how people would take it if one of them was gay. You know? There would be nonstop stories about that. It's not like we live in a, you know, post, like... Judgment world. Judgmental world, yeah. Maybe How I, is it in the UK? Like, are they super kinda, judgy about that, or...? I mean, I'm not 100% positive, but they've never had anyone who was out in the royal family, have they? Not that... I mean, there's always rumors Yeah, but certain, I'm saying but out. Yeah, I don't think no. that they've ever had... I mean... I know there have been a ton of rumors on the internet about people thinking that George will be gay. Have oh, you? really? I haven't read that. Oh, yeah. I've seen that and heard that. And why Why George? Like, what are they saying? I think people just think that he's, like, kind of like a kind of spunky, sassy kid. <laughs> I can see it. Okay. I think that would be pretty fucking awesome if they had their first gay king. Openly gay king? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the country would take it. I mean, it's also going to be a long time before that happens. And I yeah. feel like the world is slowly moving in... Do we feel like the world's moving in the right direction? I always think we are, but... I do. I, I hope that we're moving fast enough that if any of these kids are gay, that they will feel open talking about it. They won't feel like they have to shield it yeah, because of history. Fair. That's, you know... That, I think, would be my fear, and I'm assuming that's what he is saying as well. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, I think given the fact that, you know, they have to be so cautious about everything they say and not take a political stance, that it's fantastic that he actually said... That it would be fine. That it would be fine. That's true. I think that's a really big moment. That is. Yeah, that's true. What did Kate say? I don't think that she was at the event. Okay. Oh, wait. That's where they came out. Yeah, he just says, so Catherine and I have been doing a lot of talking about... Uh, about it to make sure they were prepared. I think communication is so important with everything in order to help you understand it. Yeah, Kate wasn't there, but he... Yeah, he basically just said that they're they're discussing the possibility and how they would handle it. Do you think they have to be prepared to answer any question? Like, did that have anything to do with the event? No. I'm so curious, like, how much they're briefed on before, like, and what they're prepared to answer. Well, I mean, with the press, they can ask anything. 
you know? Right. So, like, can you, like, who's breathe? Like, because they would have to be prepared to answer so many different right. questions. Yeah. That must be just an insane Daunting. preparation. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I can't imagine. Because I can't imagine they say anything without everybody signing off on it. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably part of the reason why they've talked about it before, so that they could get on the same page about what they're going to say in public. Yeah. I mean, I think if he wasn't okay with it, if he was just saying it as, like, a canned PR statement, yeah, it probably would have been even more, like, shrouded in right. non-answeriness. Fair. <laughs> that is fair. All oh. right, sorry, William, I'll give it to you. Yeah, you should be sorry. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Remember to please subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, leave a review. You guys, reviews really help people find our show and help our show grow. That rhymes. It does. And if you have any questions or you want us to do a deep dive into anything, hot tips, you can email us at theroyalteapot at gmail.com. And if uh, just staring at pictures is more your thing, then you can follow us on Instagram at theroyalteapodcast. Until next week, stay royal. Stay royal. <laughs>